What's up, everybody? It's your favorite coach, Coach Vaughn, and this is the Coach Vaughn Podcast, where it's just you and me, baby, one-on-one. You know how I do. I talk about whatever's going on in the sports world, a stream of thought from my mouth to your ears, and it anchors right into that real-life stuff, love, basketball, comedy. You know how I do, like I said. And if you want to hear me talk about any of these things with my comedian friends and other people in the entertainment world, that's my grown-as-fuck podcast. Don't miss that either. It gets really real. And don't miss me on on the hot mic app doing live broadcasts of football basketball wrestling all kinds of stuff the invite code is coach vaughn to get on a hot mic app where you can follow me there and not miss any of my live broadcasts and i post all of this stuff on my social media go to grownafcomedy.com and you could get links to everything so you don't miss anything that i'm doing including my live stand-up comedy shows don't miss me anywhere doing anything but for right now, you, me, one, 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 on, one, Coach Vaughn Podcast. Let's go. Hey now, what's up, y'all? Welcome to the Coach Vaughn Podcast, where ball is life, literally, as I discuss current events on and off the court of the sports entertainment world as it relates to us in everyday life. I'm your host, comedian Vaughn DiCarlo, a.k.a. Coach Vaughn. And Coach Vaughn is on. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Vaughn DiCarlo. And you can get links to all my social media by going to Coach Vaughn Podcast or just CoachVaughn.com if you're lazy. Uh, big shout out to those who um, who have been um, becoming supporters of the Coach Vaughn Podcast. And again, CoachVaughn.com. Click on support and listen. You'll see what I'm talking about. I do not have a Patreon page anymore. And I used to have a pretty significant amount of people on Patreon. And you all are coming back and swirling back into supporting me directly. And I really appreciate it. And I just want to tell you that you motivate me. Because every Sunday and sometimes Saturday when it's time to record. Because I, I my intent is to put a podcast up every Monday morning. But it looks like um, I might be moving that day to Sunday because it looks like you you guys really, um, my numbers were pretty high for Sunday night. So I'm thinking about moving it to Sunday, but either way, I typically record on Saturday or Sunday so that I am prepared to upload the Coach Vaughn podcast for Monday. And let me tell you, every Saturday or Sunday, sometimes I'm like, well, not every uh, but like this week, the past couple of weeks, I've been a little under the weather, girl stuff, non-COVID related. And um, long story short, I just have been like, I, I can't, I just don't have the energy. I'm not, I'm not, my energy is coming and going. And I'm like, oh, I'm just not going to put up a podcast this week. And guess what? I'm like, oh, hell to the gnaw. And yes, I am going to put up a podcast. You know why? Because I have people that listen every week and they are showing their dedication to me I have to absolutely show my dedication to them especially all of you who are um, coming aboard and supporting the Coach Vaughn podcast directly and I must absolutely do my absolute best for you guys every week um, and I and I again you can have the post uh, Coach Vaughn podcast for nothing for free all my content is pretty much free my social media everything that I do you guys just get so if you decide to contribute 99 cents uh, 99 pennies a month to my podcast I understand that those coins are 
meaningful. Every penny counts, especially in this COVID world that we live in. So I do not take for granted if you are 99 cent a month contributor, a 4.99 or higher, whatever you decide to contribute to this podcast and my voice into your ears is greatly appreciated. So big hugs and big shout out because you definitely motivate me. And not that I'm motivated by money, but I am motivated by the fact that people feel so inspired to put down their coins on something. You you feel what I'm saying? So anyway, getting into it. So let me just do a little uh, throwback to last podcast. I did the Red Table, Red Table of Entanglement podcast about Will Jada and August Alsina. And I just want to clear something up. I was not tiptoeing around the subject at all. I just wanted to be very clear that I, I wasn't throwing Jada under the bus like we should start some type of hashtag Me Too uh, protest against her. August was a grown ass man and they made some grown ass adult entanglement decisions. So I just wanted to highlight the double standards of if it was Will and not Jada, how people would have hung him on the Me Too tree, y'all. So it wasn't like I was tiptoeing around it because I guess some people felt like, oh, I was just trying to say things too nicely in terms of Jada but no I so if I can use this moment to say yes I believe Jada was dead ass wrong a hundred percent if y'all need me to say it like that I thought I said it in a thousand different ways but yeah here you go Jada was dead ass wrong and I absolutely feel that that um that was she should be embarrassed for one I know Will Smith looked embarrassed but I think that that was a very uh how can I say it that was immature but she she said it herself that that was an immature decision but I think it was selfish and and to take advantage of someone that is 22 or 21 whatever he was at the time is still very young it's your son's best friend he you're in a caregiving position where he's like come on I don't want to redo the whole damn podcast bottom line I think it was definitely dead ass wrong would I consider it a full-blown abuse of power not in the sense of what what is he gaining or losing by sleeping with her or not right this it's not like he came out and said oh I slept with Jada and and uh uh, to get a, a record deal. No, the, the, he's doing his thing. There's no uh, power structure per se in in that uh, arena. But in terms of the emotional abuse of power, yeah, I'm I'm gonna say Jada is is pretty intelligent, and that was a super selfish move on her part. But let's move on. Um, I guess most people have moved on from it. it but bottom line is I don't tiptoe around any, anything if I feel something I say it I just didn't want to put it out there like hey let's hashtag me to Jada no I don't think that that's what it was and I, I and for the record if it was Will and not Jada I still wouldn't think that it's a hashtag me too moment which was the point of me bringing that 
part of it into the discussion because I think so many people use the hashtag me too situation just way too loosely to the point where real me too situations almost could possibly be overlooked because it's just crowded with situations that shouldn't be under that me too umbrella so boom there it is that's that's all I have to say about that um let's move on I feel so entangled in this conversation as we speak I want to get untangled somebody somebody untangle me from the entanglement I thought I untangled something (laughs) but moving on now I don't know if you guys saw this but um Laura Ingram our favorite shut up and dribble uh person who likes to run her mouth and say you know tell LeBron James to shut up and dribble has recently I don't know if you guys saw this um if you follow me on Twitter you definitely saw me tweeting about it but she was making some type of statement uh, it was a political statement about Joe Biden and if he becomes president that there'll be um there'll be some type of you know people are saying all kinds of stupid stuff like there there won't be freedom of religion or freedom of speech or there there won't be cops like they're they're just you know throwing shit to the wall and hoping that it sticks because Trump is going down like the Titanic uh slow but at one point it's going to go fast but anyway hopefully that was wishful thinking but anyway she made a statement about religion and her example was that they took um it was it was a, a statement about Toronto and that she, <laughs> that the, it, I'm trying to find it because I want to be accurate in what I'm saying even though you know I don't even know why I work so hard to be accurate because you know a lot of people out here just be saying anything but I don't want to be one of those people so that's why I can't find it she deleted it oh so I okay so anyway I was looking for the tweet essentially she was talking about Joe Biden and what would happen in America if he became president in regards to religion I guess in schools or whatnot and she used an example of this place that's taking religion out of schools or whatnot in Toronto and I'm like this arrogant ignorant person had the audacity to tell an accomplished disciplined athlete like LeBron James who was also a very intelligent businessman that has built prominent schools for children this is who she says shut up and dribble but um who's going to tell dumb dumb Laura Ingram that Toronto is in Canada well I guess somebody did because apparently she deleted the tweet but we saw it stupid we stopped we saw it we seen it we seen it we know you dumb dumb but now you showing proof like the rest of the the cult following of Trump and all these ridiculous ideas of wanting to keep people uh, uh, oppressed basically so that you keep your little funky privilege it ain't really a privilege it is actually it is a privilege because you get to be that ignorant and have a platform the way that you do to where you could say LeBron James needs to shut up and dribble Drew Brees has uh, a, a valuable opinion, but guess whose opinion is is not credible? Yours, Laura Ingram, because you 
why here's my little <laughs> theory on why I think that she thinks Toronto is in Canada <laughs> because of the Toronto Raptors you know that confuses a lot of people Laura you know that how did the, how does the NBA have a team in Toronto if Toronto isn't in New York Toronto must be in New York it absolutely well where is Toronto someone get me a map you know what, Laura Ingram? Shut up and geography. That's what you need to do. Toronto is in Canada. Was actually trending. That's how I found this. Because it was trending. Oh my goodness. It's, it, I have I, I, I'm I'm getting a, a headache in my left eye again. So I should probably calm down. But here's the thing. I, speaking of Canada, I definitely have been thinking about Canada because this the United States of America is absolutely bonkers right now and remember back in 2016 when people were like if if Donald Trump wins I'm moving I'm getting out of here I'm going to Canada like celebrities were crying uh, uh Miley Cyrus was crying he if he wins I'm moving and I was like well shit be quiet Miley Cyrus Miley Cyrus, shut up. Stop crying and telling people you're going to leave because a lot of people want you to leave. <laughs> uh, a lot of young girls' mothers are like, oh, great. I'm voting for Donald Trump so Miley could get the F out of here. Um, but everyone was just saying it. And then how many people do we know that actually left? None, right? Nobody left. I was not one of those people who was saying that. I was not. Because I I knew that the people that were saying it was full of BS. No one's actually moving out of the United States just because Donald Trump wins the presidency. Cut to, cut to now. Cut to 2020 where I actually started Googling how I can have dual citizenship. I, I, I'll tell you about that after this quick break. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. I don't, I'm gonna have to find a beat to learn how to do the O Canada, um, their, their, uh, national anthem song thingy. Uh, <laughs> I'm already not doing well with my application for citizenship to Canada if I don't know their song, right? Look, was your song written by a, a slave master psychopath? I just need to know before I start. I, there's so many things to dig into. Welcome back to the Coach Vaughn Podcast, by the way. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our quick little break. And I, I just wanted to jump right back in because I know, unlike Laura Ingram, I know that Canada is very close to the United States, but not in the United States. And I don't know that I would go to Toronto. If I'm going to actually become a Canadian citizen or apply for dual citizenship or whatever, uh, first of all, United States, they ain't taking us for vacations right now. You can't go to Canada or most of the world right now because nobody wants no dirty ass, COVID ass Americans in their good, clean countries because they all did what they needed to do whereas spoiled ass americans that want to fight the fight for the right to kill other people basically that's what you're doing when you're saying oh 
I don't have to wear a mask. It's my freedom. No, dum-dum. Freedom stops the very second you hurt someone else. Not wearing a mask is being heavily promoted as not only a way to protect yourself but mostly a way to protect others and quite frankly that's why it's not that's a hard sale and that's why it's not going well because people are freaking selfish they're selfish and they're you know how about this we got somehow at one point someone had to get people used to no shoes no shirt no service right that that is a thing that's a sign on most windows in in corner stores and all over the United States so that tells me that at some point in order for that that to have to become a sign in a window or on a door before you walk into a store that meant there was a lot of people walking in with no shoes and no shirts and expecting service and someone had to say, oh, hell no, that's not sanitary. Put your shoes on, your dirty, crusty, funky, ashy feet. So I, I don't know when it started, and I'm not going to spend any time Googling it because it's not even the point that it started in, in 19 or 18 or 17 or whatever, 05. That's not the point. The point is, how about this? No shoes, no shirt, no mask, no service. And the mask is, is actually saving a life. But these selfish people are, are coming up with every reason under the sun I, just to not wear a mask. And I'm not going to be one of these people like, oh, I don't get it. I do get it. You're selfish. And even if, let's, let's say hypothetically, science says that masks work. But let's say hypothetically, they don't. Let's say dum dum trump and all of his cult followers and then those who aren't his cult followers but still don't want to wear a mask because they're selfish just for their own reasons let's say hypothetically that they're right that masks don't help at all i'm not going to care if we find out later that i was wearing a mask for no reason i'm not going to care you know why because it it makes sense it's logical it's respectful, it's caring, and it's doing the right thing to err on the side of caution, right? Err on the side of caution. There, uh, on the news, a, a lot of people are trying to use the example of wearing a seatbelt. People wear seatbelts and they get fines if they don't. And I heard another person use a great example of smoking indoors. There was a point where you could smoke on airplanes and in restaurants. And then it went from, okay, now we're going to have to make it a, a section in a restaurant or a section even on an airplane where you can smoke to separate it, smoking and non-smoking. Then it went to, no, this is still killing people. Secondhand smoke is dangerous. If you want to kill yourself, go outside. But you cannot wear, uh, I'm sorry, you cannot smoke indoors at all to the point now where people actually go outside of their own apartments because you can't even smoke in your own apartment where you are paying rent it's a no smoking residence so you have to go outside to smoke somehow people got used to that there was some backlash sure but the the law and people basically was like nah you're you if you want to smoke you're killing me with your secondhand smoke you're causing damage it stinks all of these things right but 
we still want to have an argument in the middle of a damn pandemic about masks. And, and at the end of the day, err on the side of caution is all I'm saying. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. If a surgeon can perform 12 hours of surgery, another example that I heard used, doing major surgery on someone and they make it through, then you can make it through wearing your mask for all but 10, 15 minutes just to go into the store. Nobody is saying you have to wear a mask in your apartment or inside your car. No, we're literally just saying, hey, everybody, wear a mask when you're in public places, when you're getting your essentials. Um, Stop being so damn desperate to go out to a bar, okay? Stop gathering and and having parties. Like, it's why, why is a party right now so important when you might not live to see the end of the year just because you went to this party it's it's you're you're selfish and you're um slightly not well in the head if if you are arguing that point we all and don't even bring up the economy okay don't even bring up the economy and oh this that and a third and all the politics and it's just it's exhausting there's a saying kiss keep it simple stupid okay if let's just try it let's just try it everybody put on a mask right everybody put on a mask they what did they say the other day on the news for dr fauci i think uh said don't quote me on a dr fauci it it could have been another doctor but essentially what they were saying is if everyone just wore a mask for the next six weeks in public and don't Uh, crowd up and do all these things that they're doing we could bottom the coronavirus not make it disappear but bottom out the curve in six weeks let's give it a shot in six weeks and then we could talk about reopening schools it's so ridiculous and all of this getting back to my point of oh Canada oh Canada oh Canada oh Canada Uh, Laura Ingram doesn't know that you're not a part of the United States, but I do. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. (laughs) That's awful. Oh, my God. When when she don't sing no more, it shows. Anyway, I really legitimately looked it up. Like I said, getting back to my point in 2016 when everybody was just saying it. Now I think a lot of people are meaning it, but we can't go nowhere yet. Because of our dirty ass COVIDness uh, and our bad habits. However, the very moment that people are, are allowed to <laughs> get the F out of here, I think they might. So I'm not saying that I'm 100% sure of this for myself, but I am saying that I looked at it enough to find out some very interesting things about becoming a citizen. It's not, it's not one, two, three. Like I already knew that, but to actually start reading what it is that you need to do I just was like "Mm, I might just stay here and die (laughs) with with Donald Trump's dictatorship and he has these unarmed I'm, I'm sorry not unarmed these 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 feds in Portland with the unmarked vehicles and 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 no name tags and unidentified officers just basically kidnapping folks and protesters and putting them in in unmarked vehicles. I mean, it's getting scary, (sighs) y'all. I don't know if Canada is the answer, but I've been there once. And when I went to Just for Laughs 
in um, Montreal and it was a good time. And I was just thinking to myself, where can I go in this world and live the rest of my life and still be able to do stand up comedy as if I was in New York? And I don't know that this is true, but I thought of Montreal. I had a good time there. And I was like, mm, oh, Canada. <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop singing. But I looked it up. And well, one, you, you can have dual citizenship um, under the right circumstances. You are allowed to become a citizen of both United States and Canada simultaneously. Uh, so it is possible to not like fully jump ship right out the back. But um there are obviously rules and I was looking at uh, just first of all to become a citizen and you have to like prove that you're going to be a good citizen and all that stuff and I'm like I'll be a good citizen but when they started talking about basically your skills like do you have trade skills or basically like are you going to be essential to our society or are you just going to be over here being a lazy American and I'm like oh shit does does making people laugh count as I think it's essential to laugh personally and I did good when I was in Montreal just for laughs so actually that when I was in Montreal that was the biggest crowd I've ever performed in front of to date I was there to do um Kevin Hart's LOL network that's that's what got me there shout out Joey Wells and the whole um heartbeat crew but they were doing um Kevin Hart presents LOL Life, and I was a part of that, and that was fun. It was a, a TV taping, and it was awesome, great experience. And then while I was there, um, Chris DeStefano uh, was headlining, and I he offered uh, he requested me as his opener, so I featured for Chris DeStefano while I was there, and Lil Rel, uh, homie Lil Rel got me um asked me if I wanted to do his show Lil Rail and Friends and that was the biggest audience to date that I have ever performed in front of it was at, at a theater in Montreal and I believe it was like five six hundred people there for Lil Rail and Friends and I let me tell you I was happy to be part of the end friends I had a, a great set um he hosted it and pretty much everyone did five minutes it was like back to back to back you know little round friends but that was the biggest audience I ever performed in front of I had a great time and all I'm saying is how do I pack my shit up and get the f out of here before Donald Trump walks everyone uh into their demise it's so unfortunate that we are where we are we have no leadership and then we have dum-dums with platforms spewing out misinformation and confusion and and just at the very least like I'm, I'm talking mess on Laura Ingram but like what she's she's the shut up and dribble lady we already know the whole thing and she's not that credible to me anyway but there are people that follow her that that feels like she is and she doesn't even know where Toronto is so girl bye um I, I don't know what's going to happen in the the coming year, but I do want to say that people know that it is incredibly important to take your vote seriously. And if you remember on the, I think it was my podcast that I did about the 2020 year of vision, if you can, and by the way, if you're a new listener, shout out to you, welcome aboard, but go back and listen to the past few episodes because I do refer back to 
the podcast, other previous podcasts, because it's just me and you, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm talking to you like my best friend, because you're my best friend. And um, sometimes I have conversations into this microphone and into your ear as if you know exactly what I'm talking about, because I'm referring to something that I already discussed. And I don't know if... Um, you remember when I was talking about the 2020 on the episode 2020 year of vision where I was saying that hopefully what comes out of all of this this social unrest and George George Floyd's death not being in vain and and what can happen long term is that people will start to take their vote more seriously not meaning that they'll um that they will take it seriously meaning that they'll start to vote more hopefully we will have um more people getting out to vote that's just one thing but we will have people that will not just blindly give away their vote and Here's a, a little bit of good news that I found out. Um, if you're familiar with Kelly Loeffler from the WNBA, she's she's running. She owns. Um, she's one of the owners of the uh, WNBA Atlanta Dream, and she is considered openly racist because she is anti. Uh, Black Lives Matter and LGBTQ views and et cetera, et cetera. And she's also um, in politics. She's a senator. So people, people are taking, and like I said, in a 2020 year of vision, people are going to be under a microscope and not just people, but companies. So there were, um, since she is speaking out against Black Lives Matter, et cetera, et cetera, people actually looked at who contributed to her campaign. And big companies, huge companies who had spoke out um, in favor of Black Lives Matter came up as contributors to her campaign. Now, some of the companies and, and it was like FedEx and Google and like huge companies they were like oh Black Lives Matter we're all for it but then here's ten thousand dollars for your campaign the point I'm making is people found that out and now they're saying hey we want you to speak on this because you can't say Black Lives Matter and then you contributed to the campaign of a senator that is fighting against exactly that so what am I saying? My hope that I spoke on and that I'll continue to cross my fingers on is that in light of all this, these, the plate tectonics of change that is happening in 2020, what I am crossing my fingers on and that I am seeing happening is no one is just going to blindly accept words or contributions. Uh, for instance, the, the fact that these these huge companies that made public statements and gave money to the Black Lives Matter movement have also contributed to this woman's campaign. So 
basically, you're under a microscope too, companies, not just Goya, okay, not just Goya. <laughs> Everyone's under a microscope, so you can't just throw money at something and you can't just say something without showing and proving, right? And I'm all for that. And there's a whole list of companies, and some some of the companies had contributed to her campaign, like back in December 2019, and some were more recent as as um, early as this past June. So the the bottom line is, if you are saying that your company is all for Black Lives Matter and that you don't support people who are against the LGBTQ, et cetera, et cetera. But then you turn around and think that you're low key going to contribute to a, a campaign of someone who is exactly what you're saying you're not all for, then make it make sense. And then people are, are going to hold companies and individuals accountable for what they are saying that they are supporting and promoting. And thank God, and, you know, maybe, maybe these companies will just say, hey, we didn't know. We didn't know Toronto was in Canada. We didn't know. We thought, we thought when she said she was anti-black lives that she meant she was anti-black lives not mattering. Yeah, okay. No more okie doke, people. No more okie doke. I'll keep you posted on if I'm going to live out the rest of my black life that matters in the United States or not, I, let's, let's, you know, it's a, it's an ongoing process. I'm going to keep my eye out on, on my dual citizenship possibilities. <laughs> first thing I need to do is learn a song, but I have to find out first who wrote the song, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's going to be a process. Everything's a process. Uh, Beyonce wasn't built in a day and neither was Von Carlo. Okay. And let's just hope that November is going to come and Trump, he's not going to disappear, y'all. He's not going to just disappear. What's going to happen is he's going to try and keep this crap going. I don't know if you saw that recently, but he did say um, if mail-in ballots are used, he's not going to accept the results if he loses. Um, Newsflash, Donald Duck. Newsflash. So what you're saying is, if it's rigged, if you lose, I had to say this to Aisha Curry once upon a time when she remember when Aisha Curry was saying that the NBA was rigged because uh, when when the golden child Steph Curry started losing, oh Lord, don't nobody know how to handle that. So she was saying, oh, it's rigged, and then there was a whole Twitter thing about it, and. I was like, oh, excuse me, Aisha Curry, but if it if the NBA is if you're saying the NBA is rigged now that he's losing, then it didn't just become rigged five minutes ago. So it was rigged when he was winning. So which which one is it? Is it rigged or is it not rigged? So I say the same thing to Donald Trump. You can't just say it's rigged if you lose. It's rigged if you win too. So if you're not gonna accept the the results because you thought that it was rigged then I don't accept the results if you win because quite frankly it was it rigged the first time around 2016 I don't believe anything anymore everything is suspect oh my god I'm I'm getting a headache I'm getting a headache but again thank you to my new supporters and and listeners 
again, it's your choice and your coins. And again, I'm not a money motivated person, but I do know how important every single dime counts in every single household. And if you choose to bring one cent to this podcast, then I will always, always in my best Whitney Houston slash Dolly Parton voice, I will always love you and appreciate you for keeping me motivated in that you would go into your pocket to support me. That makes me feel so good, so enlightened, so appreciated. Just the message that you are sending is that I am doing something right because you're not only listening, but you're contributing to me continuing. And this is what I have right now. Who knows when stand-up will come back? I have not done any of these outside shows. I'm like teetering back and forth. Should I, should I not? Should I, should I not? Should I, should I not? And I'm like looking, peeking out my window like, oh my God, everybody is so crazy outside just living their life. And then I sit in the house like, oh my God, I'm so crazy just sitting in the house not living my life. I am in a hamster wheel like you wouldn't believe. So from my mouth to your ears that is the highlight of of my week and I appreciate you so much and I'm gonna keep things moving as best as I can I'm gonna I'm keeping writing I can't wait to get back on stage I'll let you know if I'm going to be doing any outside shows and of course you could follow me on my social media at Von DiCarlo, CoachVon.com for links to everything. Hopefully my grown as fuck show comes back at some point when I could get into a studio. But for now, you can always just, you know, go to the YouTube page, subscribe to that, watch the past episodes. Oh, and guys, please, it helps grow the podcast too. If you are on Apple or wherever you can leave, especially on um, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Big deal when you leave a review, five-star reviews and comments, physically writing out comments on, on these platforms, these streaming platforms for my podcast. It boosts me in ratings and it, it gets me in, I don't know how to explain algorithms and all that stuff, but just trust me, it it's good for my podcast to be seen and heard by others that that may just come across it because I'm I'm getting boosted up from all of your comments so if you have a moment please do leave five-star reviews and written reviews um, about the podcast and thank you again for tuning me into your ears another week and I am going to go ahead and get out of here and keep reading about my dual citizenship in Canada and try to work on my skills y'all I swear I should be able to put down that I'll be a productive citizen because I'll make you laugh. That should legitimately be an essential, <laughs> an essential, uh, maybe not. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm not as important as a nurse or a doctor or, or someone who can build a house, but I, I don't know. I got to figure it out. Um, maybe I'll start taking French. If I do, you'll be the first to know and the first to laugh at me trying to pronounce words because we all know how much I struggle with (laughs) pronouncing English. But at the end of the day, Laura Ingram, I know where Toronto is. Coach Vaughn out. 
That's it. Thank you for listening to the Coach Vaughn Podcast. And be sure to follow me on social media at Vaughn DiCarlo on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also find all my links to my comedy shows and my other podcasts, the Grown as Fuck Podcast at grownafcomedy.com. Don't forget to leave me a voice message and tell me all your grown as fuck gripes. Go to grownafcomedy.com right now. See ya.